When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy New Year's, Cowboys Nation. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by the Cochran Firm and Boston Scientific. We stream live on YouTube and Facebook. And, of course, I am your host, Will. Big one for New Year's, Skywalker Steel. Boom! Hey. They done messed around and found out, didn't they? I got a big smile on my face because week 17 was just chef's kiss. We are going to go around the league, talk about a wild and crazy week 17. Got an update for the Cowboys on an important starter. Of course, we'll dive into the Titans game. Right, we can we can go over it. We go over the Titans game. That's cool, 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 cool. I got I got some words on that one as well. And I think there's an elite duo brewing in Dallas. There's an elite duo brewing in Dallas. If if it's not brewing, then it's already here. And we'll talk about that a little bit as much as we can. But I'd imagine since we did not get a chance to talk on Friday because of the new year, I decided to flip it. Instead of being off today, I took off Friday, and I'm here today to talk to y'all on the first show. Of the New Year's, Happy New Year's, Bomb Squad. Bomb Squad! Happy New Year's, y'all. Um, what did y'all do for New Year's, man? I had a good one. I uh, We decided to kind of switch up. Y'all, y'all know I'm a little old. You know? I play around about my age, but I swear I'm an old soul. Like I don't, I don't like being out all crazy anymore. So we went Friday and did our New Year's thing. We went to a... Um, a comedy show. Gary Owens came. Gary Owens came down here and had all his his friends. That was headlined by Mike Epps. So we went and saw Mike Epps, Gary Owens, DC Young Fly, a couple other comedians. It was a fantastic time. I had a wonderful time at uh, the Gary Owens comedy show. And then on New Year's, the actual New Year's Eve, we ain't do a god dang thing. <laughs> I chill. Now see Joey, Joey. It's the new year, Joey, okay? <laughs> it's a new year. And, you know, you reflect a lot on the new year's Cowboys Nation. You do, right? I mean, it is what it is. No one wants to be new year, new me, new year, new me thing. But you do reflect. And I reflected on life, but I also reflected on our Cowboys. Because that my, half of my life is a Cowboys. Let's just be honest. That's what I do. And as I'm reflecting about the Cowboys... I don't want to say my 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 energy shifted from the game from Thursday, but you know how it is. During the game and during and right after the game, the emotions are there, right? You're usually discussing things with an emotional take. But when you give it a day, give it two, in this case, three or four, you can, I think, have a better understanding of, of why you were feeling the way you were feeling. And I got the reflecting on the Cowboys December. A December, by the way, 
they went four and one, right? And I came away with that I appreciate these fights that the Cowboys have been in. I cannot be a hypocrite, Cowboys Nation. I've come on here, I've come on a pregame, I've come on a postgame, and I said, I want the Cowboys to be fighting going into the playoffs. And it wasn't registering to me until after this game, and I started looking back, and I'm like, that's what they've been doing. It's not how we want. It's not knockouts or anything like that. But they've really been fighting since November, since since Thanksgiving. Let's, let's be honest with that one. And Bill Parcells used to say, you find out who your team really is around Thanksgiving. And I got to looking around. I got to looking. And I said this to you guys before. If you look at the Cowboys, the way they've been going into the playoffs under the Dak Prescott, Jason Garrett, Mike McCarthy era, the fighting and winning these fights really wasn't a thing. It really wasn't. The one time they actually had to fight and scrap to get into the playoffs and then win a meaningful game to get into the playoffs, they actually won a playoff game in 2018. They were, you got you guys remember, they were starting off three and five. Got Amari Cooper had to fight to win the NFC East, had to fight to win the division, I think, in week 16. And instead of resting their guys, they played and they fought against that that uh what or that uh Giants team and they got into a fight against the Seattle Seahawks and pulled it out. Well, last year, kind of cakewalked. Even with the injuries, even with the injuries that happened, and, and it is what it is, they had some injuries. But when they got into their real fights, they failed every time. They failed against the Vegas Raiders. They failed against the Chiefs. They failed against the Cardinals. They didn't find out how to win said fights. And if you expected me to come on here and be all upset about the ugly wins or whatever, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I think you have to have some perspective and you have to look around the league. I've said this before. For whatever reason, I don't know why it's different for us. And then I told Jesse, I said, you know what? I know why. I know why. Because we don't get the benefit of the doubt because of the postseason lack of success. I get it. That's fair. Cowboys ain't in the postseason yet. The postseason hasn't started yet. Right now, the Cowboys are fighting just like everybody else around the National Football League. Period. Don't believe me? Let's take a look at the two top number one seeds in the NFL. Let's start off with the Washington, I'm sorry, with the Eagles. I don't know how many times we have to continue to say this. The Eagles have been in fights. And this isn't the Doug Peterson Eagles, by the way. This is the Nick Sirianni Eagles, but it is what it is. They lost to the Commanders. They fought against the Colts. They fought against the Bears. They lost to the Saints. Oh, we'll get to that. You just wait. Look on the other side. They get the benefit of the doubt. I get it to the Kansas City Chiefs. Overtime against the Texas. Loss against the Colts. Fights against the terrible Broncos. And there's other cases around the NFL where these fights have been happening. It's not new, and it shouldn't be different for the Cowboys when you provide context. Appreciate these fights, Cowboys Nation. Appreciate these fights because maybe when you get into the playoffs where you have to fight, you have to be tough. You can figure out how to duck that hook and come back with an uppercut. 
Because the Cowboys went into the playoffs last year floating on a 50-point game against the backups, against the Eagles, and, and, and they got up against a fight with the team who went 12 rounds the week before and went 12 rounds the week before that. So it wasn't new to them. So for y'all who are upset at these victories, I can't join y'all. I can't join y'all today because I think you need to appreciate these fights. Now, you get into the playoffs, new season starts. We'll talk about those matchups. We'll get to all of that. It is what it is there. But right now, the Cowboys are just doing what other teams are doing around the league. Top teams, by the way. They're in fights. They just happen to be winning a lot of these. 4-1 in December. There was a time in Cowboys Nation. <laughs> we got to December. And it was a... It was like, oh, man, we're in December. Here we go. Same old Cowboys. Not this year, Cowboys Nation. Appreciate the fights. And we'll get to the playoffs. And we'll talk about the playoffs when we get there. You got to learn how to win these games. You played... This is the second time, by the way. The Cowboys played three games in 12 days. This time going on the road. Gets backups. I get it. It is what it is. But Thursday night games, we watch these terrible Thursday night games and we say, oh, get rid of these. These aren't safe. These aren't, safe. These aren't, these aren't good. These are ugly games. But then when the Cowboys play, we expect a perfect clean game on a four-game turnaround, four-night turnaround. A little context, man. Appreciate these fights, Cowboys Nation. That's all I'm saying. Let's get into this roundup. Talk about week 17. It is time for It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey. Yo. Boy, week 17 was a wild one. Let's kind of go around the NFL and take a look at some of the meaningful games, which there was a lot of them. There was a lot of them. In fact, I think there was only one game that really didn't mean anything. Uh, but let's start off kind of at the bottom here. Listen, the Lions gave us a fight too. And something about these Lions, man. I got a question I'll pose for y'all for y'all later if I remember to pose the question. The Lions might be one of those teams where you say, yeah, I'm cool with playing them. But if they get the right matchup, man, they are on a roll. They, they've lost, what, one game since the Cowboys game, something like that. They're 8-8. Eight and eight. And if they win next week with a Seattle Seahawks loss, they are in. They just dismantled the Bears 41-10. Their defense has turned all the way around uh, from, from the bye week. And it's so funny because leading up to the Cowboys game, we talked about how they were going to make all these changes. And they made the changes. And they gave the Cowboys a fight. They did. But here we are. The Lions got a chance to get into the playoffs. Salute to Dan Campbell and those boys. Talked about the Chiefs fighting. They got into a fight with the Let's Ride. Broncos, who are a bad team, but they pulled out a three-point victory. You won't hear anything about that because they're the Chiefs. They get the benefit of the doubt. Right? It is what it is. The Giants clinched 38-10. They beat the Colts. Their best outing of the season. Daniel Jones had four total touchdowns. 
Uh, congratulations to Brian DeBall I, I, or Dable. I, I don't have anything bad to say about him. I like him as a coach. Uh, Joe Sheen, I thought they made fantastic a- acquisitions from a front office standpoint. And, you know, if he ever gets a real quarterback, no, you know, look, Daniel Jones is all right. But they could be something, man. But the Giants have clinched week in week 16, meaning week 17, meaning next week they don't necessarily have to play their starters, but their coach said they will. And the Cowboys should want it because the Eagles played the six and nine, if I'm not mistaken, y'all. Was they they six and nine Saints? And they lost 20 to 10. They said it didn't matter last week. <laughs> I was told it didn't matter, Cowboys Asian. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I I gotta I gotta have a good one with this one because those filthy fans told me and us oh it didn't matter that we lost to the cowboys we had our backup quarter i'm not hearing of that and there's still people believe it or not on twitter telling me it didn't matter last week how i mean this is how ridiculous this fan base is how does having two chances to lock up the number one seed not matter and you lose i don't want to make this about the eagles I just think that fan base is, is, is you, they call us delusional. We all got delusional fans, but I think collectively that fan base is delusional. Last week mattered. And then their coach comes out in a press conference and says, well, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't ever get too high or low after a win or a loss. Excuse me. <laughs> you beat Cooper Rush and you were, how about those Eagles? You beat the, the terrible Colts by one. And you crowd surfing. And one thing that's going under the radar. Next week matters, Eagles. And you may beat the backups to the Giants. You probably will get the number one seed. Whatever. But you can't rest Jalen Hurts. And I'm going to keep on pounding this drum until I'm proven otherwise. AC joint sprain. And you're throwing shoulder. With a quarterback. With an offense who looks like their whole identity from a rushing standpoint relies on their quarterback running. The same quarterback who got hurt, what squad? Running. All I'm going to say is okay. Okay. Roll him out there and run his ass. The Panthers got up by 14, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, yes. Thank the football guys. Get Tom Brady up out of here. Then the Panthers choked, and Tom Brady came back and won 30-24, locking up the NFC South 
guaranteeing them a home game and likely a matchup with the fifth seed, which could be the Cowboys. I'm still on that train. They're like, the Eagles will probably win. But there's a chance. Question. Because the Cowboys, and let me, and I know I don't ever do this, but I got a question. I'm going to come back. We'll get back to the roundup. Question, squad. Question, 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 question. Cowboys have a shot. Most likely we'll play Tom Brady. But the two seed is still up for grabs, even if they don't win the one. Believe it or not, they need to win. They would need the Niners to lose. And then they would be the, uh, and, well, actually, I think, uh, my apologies. The two seed is up for grabs, even if the Niners win and get the one seed. That's what I meant. So if the Niners get the one seed, the Cowboys get the two. So the Cowboys could still end up seeing a nemesis, Aaron Rodgers. Because they would be the seven seed. The Cowboys would be two. Two would play seven. So forth. Or you could stay at five and go play Tom Brady. You want to see Tom Brady on the road or Aaron Rodgers at home? Just a question. Tom Brady at home. I'm sorry, Tom Brady on the road, Aaron Rodgers at home. Because that's that's what it could end up being. One of those two situations. I don't even know. Is, even, is there even a correct answer? You lost to both of those teams already this year. Different parts of the season. One was the first game of the year. Dennis Houston was your, your wide receiver too. Uh kind of put that one out right but it's still time it's still tampa they're older i don't mind playing them i ain't gonna lie to you but it's time then you got aaron Rodgers. they're hot right now they have a running game right now uh a rogers always finds a damn way am i talking myself into time i think i am ah but but see you right we're we scored 31 points a game at home but Hey, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Let's get back to the roundup. I don't even know if I have a right answer for that. All right, let's move forward. So in that in that Titans game, the thing that pissed me off the most wasn't how they played. Because like again, after I reflected, after I came to my senses and, and I wasn't emotionally charged up from the game, it was the number one thing was to come out there healthy. Sounds crazy, but even more important than a dub. But come out that game healthy and win. They got the win, but they did not come out healthy. Tyler Biotis suffered a high ankle sprain, and Stephen Jones said this about it. We feel like he's got a real chance to make it back for our first playoff game. He's had that high ankle sprain before, and believe it or not, when it's the second time around, those guys tend to recover a little faster, a little quicker the time before. We'll just have to see. Well, thank you, Dr. Steven. Hopefully, we'll get a real doctor on here to actually talk about that um, prior to the playoffs. And that doctor is our guy, Dr. Boothby from OSMI. They provide arth arthroscopic and robotic-assisted orthopedic surgery, foot and ankle surgery, sports medicine, physical therapy, and a bunch more. Their team of orthopedic specialists, they have offices in Fort Worth, Decatur, Mansfield, and they provide state-of-the-art care to the North Texas area. If you've seen any of our Dr. Boothby sit-downs, you will understand how valuable they are from a fan standpoint learning about these injuries, but imagine what they could be like if you actually go through anything. You, your child, your friend, whomever. 
If you got any questions, you need to see someone, hit them up at osmifw.com. So that injury resulted in a three-for-one shift. And it's so funny. We talked about the three-for-one shift leading up to Tyron Smith and why I thought putting him at right tackle was better because you didn't have to make that. Well, Tyler Biotis goes down. Jason Peters comes in at left tackle. Smith Jr. slides to left guard. Connor McGovern at center. We, we often talk about wanting to get into the playoffs healthy. The other thing you 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 want to do is have a set lineup, continuity, whatever, right? At one of the most important positions to have that chemistry, and that's offensive line. And I thought Dallas was starting to get that, right? You would have had now three games of Tyron Smith uh, playing at right tackle so he can get acclimated. And he still will be there, but you would have had that with the rest of the line. Now you're going to have one game of Smith, Peters, Smith Jr., McGovern, and hell, who's to say that you'll even see a full game? So we're, you're going to go into the playoffs with likely a, a an either injured offensive line in regards to Tyler Biotish and obviously Terrence Stillwell, or an offensive line that doesn't have any chemistry together with that particular lineup. Not ideal. Not ideal. But you got four back there, so there's that. Speaking of which, four is developing a great chemistry with third in T.Y. is what I like to call him, man. T.Y. Hilton for the second game is showing his worth. And it's, it's just awesome to see what you thought he could bring to the team actually be brought, right? That veteran presence that we've already know now is back-to-back games he's come out and said he's talked you know with cd lamb um kellen morris come out and said you know having ty hilton is like having another coach on the field i compared him in a post game to a baby amari cooper for for the whole season I, i've been clamoring and saying you know that this is what they're missing in that room but hey we just gotta we just not to get over it if you look at that route right there that's on the field you see the veteran presence in the patience and getting open, right, and, and allowing Dalton Schultz to kind of get in the way and not rushing it, the stutter step. It, it just, T.Y. has is, is just been fantastic for the Cowboys, man. I, I, am, I am so happy that they punted on the, when, when they decided to punt on the Odell Beckham, they didn't just sit on their hands. They realized they still needed to go out there and get a guy. And I don't think you could ask for a better find than T.Y. Hilton at that point into the season. He played in 22 snaps last week, up from 12, I believe it was, in week 16. He had three third-down conversions. That makes four in two games on six targets. That's why I call him third and T.Y. One more week, getting that chemistry with Dak, and we get into the playoffs, and now you have, I think, your one-two wide receiver punch, and this is a question I posed on the on the um, in the community on Friday. Now you could tell me I'm overreacting, Cowboys Nation. Well, you let me know. Overreaction or not, T.Y. Hilton is your second best wide receiver right now. I don't think it is. 
I don't think that is an overreaction. And uh, I'm on record stating a healthy T.Y. Hilton, nobody would even question him being better than Michael Gallup, let alone a hobbled Michael Gallup, right? A, A Michael Gallup who is still recovering from his ACL, not since they recovering, but getting back to his normal self. And the reason why I had to pose overreaction or not is because, dog, it's been two games. <laughs> it's two games. So I totally get it. It's like, Scott, that's an overreaction. He's played two games. He has four receptions. He got four receptions, 106 yards or whatever it is. Does Michael Gallup even have 100 yards in the last three games? I don't know. Maybe he does. But where Michael Gallup, I think, should be used as a specialized weapon is the red zone. That's something I've been I've been steadfast on. He has been a red zone weapon for the Cowboys since he's returned, whether it be with Cooper Rush or Dak Prescott. So I don't want to take I don't want to make this seem like I'm down on Michael Gallup. He is what he is right now. You probably won't get peak Michael Gallup till next year. Doesn't mean you can't utilize Michael Gallup in a specialty type of way. But the number one thing I kept saying about T.Y. Hilton when he, if he was to be brought in here is that he provides something that you don't have on this team. Not necessarily just the veteran presence, but everybody around the, on this team is, is more so the bigger body possession-ish, possession-ish wide receiver with the exception of C.D. Lamb because he can do yak things. But you didn't have that wiggle guy. You didn't have that, that savvy veteran route running guy. You didn't have that deep threat. T.Y. does all of that. So I'm going to say no. I don't think it's an overreaction. I don't think it's an overreaction. I think T.Y. Hilton is your second best wide receiver, and I think it'd be beneficial for the Cowboys to utilize T.Y. Hilton as your second best wide receiver moving forward. At this point, you can't say, oh, he's older. You can't. I don't, I don't give it a Playoffs. And once the playoffs start, you got to treat T.Y., like he's 23, not like he's 33, because it's one and done. This isn't the best of seven. It's one. Can you imagine you get into round one and you say, man, we're going to put T.Y. Hilton on a pitch count. We only want him to play 20 snaps. And you throw a deep ball to Noah Brown and he drops another one or something like that. On third down, you try to do another Noah Brown and he drops another. And I know I'm coming at Noah Brown, but I'm just saying he had two more drops on on on, Sunday, on Thursday, but. No. Once you get to the playoffs, let's go. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. It's the playoffs, man. It's the playoffs. All right, Cowboys Nation, I appreciate y'all um, allowing me to go through my little soliloquy there and getting through the roundup. It was a bit longer. Uh, y'all 500 deep in here. Appreciate man. Happy New Year to y'all. If y'all weren't here earlier, Happy New Year's Bomb Squad. Um, let's get into these phone lines. Want to hear from y'all? The first show of New Year's. Want to make sure it's a good one. The Pulse of the Nation phone lines presented by the Cochran Firm. It's 2023, but that does not mean that these bad drivers are left behind in 2022. It doesn't. They still out there. And if you're dealing with that or anything that needs legal assistance, hit up the Cochran Firm, man. Larry and Brian, they'll take care of you. They're great people, and they'll fight for you. You can contact them at 1-800-THE-FIRM, or you get a free consultation if you visit CochranTexas.com. Let's get Coach Marv up in here, man. What's good, Coach Marv? Happy New Year. How are you? Hey, 
Southside, man. Happy New Year to you, man. Thank you, good sir. Hey, man, live here, man. Uh, you know, as you know, I uh, well, I don't know if you know or not, but you know, I, I do a, a show with Boss on. We do a, a a watch party for every every game. So okay, and been and been doing that for all the games this year. And two weeks ago, and I, I hadn't heard your take on T.Y. Hill, you know, until today. But two weeks ago, I proposed that same thing because my my feeling was that I want to see T.Y. Hilton with more of Michael Jackson's snaps. And I would love to see T.Y. Hilton more when we go 12 personnel, the second the second wide receiver, yeah. because of his because of his deep threat ability. And he puts the, the safety in a, in a quadri of uh, we need to play run support or we need to help this corner because we got a guy that can really get deep and not with Michael Gallup who really can't get deep. Uh, again, I'm not and, – and I'll, I said the same thing. Michael Gallup should be your red zone receiver uh, because of his physical he, – he's great on the scramble drill. He's physical enough to go high point the ball. But he's not that guy that, you know, who gets a lot of one-on-one coverage, that has that wiggle to get out of one-on-one coverage, and he's not getting any separation now not at all. So I'm not saying Michael Gallup has not done good for what he what he does. He, he makes contested catches. He's physical, and he can get you a, a catch, a, a crucial catch here and there. But Michael Gallup is what he is. But let's, let's be realistic about it, Scott. The Cowboys, when they went on this receiver search, was not everybody thought that they were looking for a number three receiver. Mm. You don't go out and look at the T.Y. Hills and the, and the Odell Beckhams. The, the, if you're looking for a third the Brandon, the Brandon Cooks, Jerry Judy's, they, they they were we we, we tried to <laughs> we were talking about this coach like fans wanted to ignore that there was a hole there, but the, the team was telling you, hey. We might have dropped the ball here on this Michael Gallup thing, so we need to go correct it. And and, and while yes, I'm pissed they got rid of Coop. I, at least they acknowledge I right, we wrong. Let's try to fix this thing. Um, and 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 Ty may not be a long term fix, but damn it, if he can get you a deep playoff run, then it's a, it's a good enough fix. Yeah, so that's why you know. So they they were looking for a number two receiver, and but I I want them to utilize Ty Hill in the way that he's been utilized his whole career. Right. T.Y. Hilton averaged 15 yards, yards a catch for his career. I think his least average year was 11 yards. So where he's where he has been made his living is down the field. Yeah. Posts, deep in routes, uh, uh, corners, post corners, uh, nine routes. He is that he know how to set guys up to get to those things. And as he said in his interview, if you put a guy that one on one on him, he's gonna run by him. So this is where he's utilized. Now I don't want to utilize T. Y. Hilton in the same manner that you use Gallup. Because you use Gallup in that way because he can't get those other those, those, Gallup those, those can only really run maybe like three routes and, and maybe one of them good. It's just it is what it is at this point. You're right about the separation. Yeah, and I'm not we not we not shooting down Gallup. No, it's kind of we because he has made catches for us. Yeah, but but this is be, this is who he is though. This and this isn't new. Like like throughout his is. career since 2018, it was a stat I saw 
when it comes to catch percentage, he's like dead last of um, all eligible receivers with a certain amount of targets since 2018. Because he, every almost every pass has to be a contested catch because he's not that type of guy, right? He's throw it up, jump ball, slant, contested. He's just not that dude. So he is what he is. So how about just, just utilize him where he can be an advantage for you since you have a guy that can do those other things uh, underneath better. And we saw what that does for C.D. Lamb. We saw what that does for this offense when you had that for a few years. So, again, I'm not saying he's right. he's, he's a Mark Cooper of last yeah. year, but I think he can be a Mark Cooper light. Right, and, that, and that's where, you know, and, I, and, 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 that's, and that's where we're going on that. But I, but I do like it. And one other thing, Scott, I do yeah. like your take at the beginning about the narrative. Um, the narrative of, uh, you know, all this overreaction about Cowboys, uh, tough victories and, and 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 the fight. Because as you, you, you point out so greatly, man, and I and I appreciate about the struggles of everybody in the NFL. These are what we call the the you know, the it, when you get into deep in the November the dog days. Yeah. Because guys get get, get prepared for it. Then when you get into December, you got a lot of fights and you need those type of fights and battles. And, and I've been a Cowboy fan for a while. And, yes, when we go in with a, a lackluster, uh, not being able to battle, or, or we have with a young team, sometimes we get overhyped. Because one thing about the Cowboys, the hype factor and the media attention is overwhelming. You win by 50 points, oh, man, you just they, they praise you to a point where they try to overpraise you to the – to, to they want because they want to see you fall, and that, but that's not the norm either, right? In the NFL, I think you see a forty to three game, and you think that's what this is about. That's not how it works. The NFL is usually a one possession no. game, usually. Yeah, most games in seven point, and then and when you're playing good, you're playing teams, and everybody's getting paid. So you know, to come out of the, the Titans game, and you're right by looking at a, a second thought, man, to come out of that game with a, a, a fourteen point victory and never leave, never losing in the game, never trailing in the game. So you you consider yeah we had a you know we had some sloppy plays we didn't execute on certain things but we still controlled the football game and we had control of the football game we just you know uh, played and we got out of the out of Tennessee and yes we may have gotten some injuries with Tyler Biot now my question with the the running through the offensive line is is my man Fournier is he done? I don't recall him being brought back from the IR, so I don't know if he's on season-ending IR. Or not. I'm just saying for I'm just saying for that could be a we could this is this is where we fall at. If okay, we got if 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 in closing, Tyler coach, in close, yeah, in close. If Tyler's not working, right? If who if who's not working? If, 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 if no, if Tyler's not, oh Tyler be out, Tyler be out, yeah, it goes long. We got a five, but we still got a problem of, a, of another center problem and a guard swing guard problem. And Fournier did do a serviceable job as well as he had some playing time in this unit that I believe we can work with him. And he didn't have all bad plays that if we have. So it's hopefully he had a torn hamstring. Hopefully he can be an answer to come back because he got hurt in the Detroit game. Hopefully he's he can get better. He's better, and they were just holding him out to this particular point in time where they said we can go where we got. But 
he could be a, a key piece if he's healthy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's that good, but but what he does is he allows you to do a one for one as opposed to a three for one, and maybe that that's more valuable than his actual play. But yeah, it, it's it's a good question. If it's something to work out, he's a good backup. He's that good. He could be a swing guard because right now, well, they're not looking for a swing, swing guard. guard. They're looking for a, a center and center. Yeah. You know, because you know, either way, you need that. You know, so yeah. that's where I, I would hope, and, and he does have some playing time with this line. So. Uh, I hope to see what's going on with that. Yeah. But Scott, as usual, man, great, uh, great, a uh, great show, man, and uh, keep on pushing in this new year, brother. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you, man. Happy New Year. Y'all jumped up in here, so I'm gonna lock these up because we're gonna roll with these probably for the rest of the show. Hopefully, we don't get hit overtime. So we're gonna we're gonna figure this one out. Um, a couple things we talked about everybody fighting i want to bring this back up again because that that you know these are the number one seeds in the nfc and nf in the afc right now and they've been in fights they've been in fights the difference is i think dallas has been has been fighting most of the season right in some of these games dealing with injuries and adversities and, and, and whatnot they've t- took their punches philly i think is taking their punches right now and they bleeding don't wipe yourself off bleeding you're bleeding this fan base is bleeding right now we've been here we we've been in fights so we shouldn't even really be tripping let them trip the other thing man i gotta relax man like like, y'all have to relax criticizing a player talking about what he doesn't do good all in the same breath talking about what he does do good does not equate to hating. Like, what is it with fans that do this? Like, like you literally can't talk about the criticisms, the negatives of a player without either either being labeled as hating or y'all getting mad because we're bringing up what that player can't do wrong. Nobody is hating on Michael Gallup. He is what he is. It is what it is. It is what it is. What is, what is so bad with saying Michael Gallup cannot separate, okay? Michael Gallup is still recovering and, and figuring himself out with the with the ACL. But also, Michael Gallup has been clutch for you. Michael Gallup is a great red zone threat. He's a jump ball guy. But T.Y. Hilton's a better separator. T.Y. Hilton provides you a better deep shot and getting, getting deep underneath a better route runner. What is, what is wrong with y'all? Y'all crazy. But I love y'all crazy ass though. Uh D Shift. What's good, man? Hey, what's going on, Scott? I'm chilling. Uh, not, yeah, 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 man. Uh nah, I think I think there's a positive outlook going into the uh playoffs. Just what you're talking about as far as the adversity. Yeah. And like the actual fights we've won this year, you know. We uh we really didn't you know win a lot of significant fights last year, uh beat up a couple like tough girls and like you know fought a couple nerds and did well with that. But like when we actually got into like this fights, like we didn't do too well, right? Yeah. So like this year we we did we did well, you know. We got us a couple, Scott. We got a couple good ones in. So mm-hmm. um I I can't 
I can't I can't really feel uh like the like the biggest dog on the yard, but we 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 pretty close to it, Scott. Yeah. Uh, Hold on. Pin that. Pin that. Don't go away from that, D-Shift, because that's one thing I forgot to mention in the the opening when I was talking about this fight and stuff. Don't let it. Yeah. Don't let it slip that you one of them ones, though. Like, like you are one of the top five teams in the National Football League. Okay. And every last one of the top five teams in the National Football League has gotten into fights and they've lost some and they've won some. Well, one more. They've won more than they've lost. But you, if you go look around, you are one game out of the best record in the in the league. That's all I'm saying. I mean, dude, like, I mean, you and there's two with the Packers and Jags that you you're really kicking yourself right now. Like, damn, yes. like, yes, like if we don't lose that, like, it's, it's a whole different perspective outlook. Um, I think one of the biggest things though that we proved is the the testament, uh, really to to kind of take those those bumps on the chin when you talk about all the injuries. That's been, like, highly understated. I think uh, a lot of those injuries happen. And at first it was like, oh, the Cowboys are doomed. They start doing well. Like, oh, well, go go do something else. You know, it's never, like, really considered, like, the, the injuries they played through um, and, and what they did. And so I don't know if you give it to the coaching staff. I don't know if you give it to, like, some of the players that, like, picked up the slack while the, uh, some of the piece was down. Because you had a defense doing bad, but they held you up. And they're the reason that, you know, you're you're sitting comfortable right now. Um, so you can give them time to hopefully put it back together. And uh, I guess get some of those pat sacks. I guess people want to see sacks. So hopefully, you know, please the people. Uh, well, but I think, I, I, man, I, I think you, like I you said, you, you, you're sitting good, good in the yard. You're sitting good in the yard, bro. Uh, you know, other teams, you know, such as the Eagles, they're facing adversity. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, I think the Niners, just because of, I think they've done a better job just over the years of kind of facing adversity. So that's kind of what I look at. And uh, I think the Eagles are just kind of taking that first bump on the chin. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Jalen Hurts. But that, that playing style has to be sustainable. And uh, they're, they're seeing the first kind of consequence of it. And they're, they're panicking. So you got them against the ropes, Cowboys, man. Just just go in and uh, beat some of them ghosts. Um Tom Brady or uh, Aaron Rodgers, but yeah. uh, I think he's sitting good now. So, all right, Star, I'll let you get back to it, bro. Appreciate you, D-Chef. I did want to kind of did want to talk about the sacks situation, but then he brought up Philly, and I, something just went through my head. Well, if you had Jalen Hurts, we did it. They've had Jalen Hurts all year. Don't get me wrong. That is a really good team, really talented team. When Jalen Hurts is healthy and running, that's a tough offense to deal with. Tough pass rush to deal with. Scored 25 points with Jalen Hurts. 17. 26. 20. 24. 24. 21. That's all with Jalen Hurts. Because I was reading around with those fans. Jalen Hurts was here. We were... Oh, you might win, sure. But let's not act like y'all putting up 50 points a game with Jalen Hurts now. Relax. Relax. You score in the 20s, less than 26, 26 or less, like six times, okay? Dallas hasn't scored less than 24 since Dak came back. mm, I don't want to turn this into a Cowboys Eagles. I'm just saying, man. Four here. 
I I think we can outgun them. That's that, but but you probably won't play them early. So that's a whole different discussion. Uh, the sacks. He brought up the sacks. So I don't think my stance has changed on the pass rush in the sense of I do think this defense will live or die with it. I understand run game, right? Run defense. I get it, right? You can't go into the playoffs and get ran on for 160 yards. Sure. But what made your defense special early on was the fact that you were a ridiculous pass rushing unit. I, I, I know there's that give and take like, hey, sacks don't always matter. Numbers, pressures. I get it. But to a degree, sacks kind of do matter with this defense because you're built in that way. You're, you're built to get to the quarterback and pressure the quarterback, cause sack fumbles like Dante Fowler did. That See, that right there is kind of the prime example, right, why sacks can matter because a lot of these sacks do turn into forced fumbles. A lot of these sacks could turn into um, a third and 20 or, or it's on third down and they get a punt it. So I do think Dallas needs to find that magic that they once had from a pass rush standpoint because from a defensive, from a defensive end, not the actual position, but the defensive end of this team. Your secondary is compromised. The best way to cover that up is to get to the quarterback. So I do need the pass rush to kind of get back to what it was. Um, whether you want to say sacks, you want to coverage sacks, whatever. But they, I think they're going to, need to turn it up. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. All right, let's get back to the horns. We got four, six, nine. What it is, what it do? What's going on? What I'm about to say is okay. probably off the wall, but I don't care. That's fine, man. And I just feel like it's uh, stuff that needs to be said. First of all, I don't trust this version of Dak. I trust the 26 version, 2016 version more. Okay. Uh, I feel like he made better. You know, he did better. I'll just let me, say that. Let me ask. Let me I ask feel you. like. Do you think the 2016 version is better than this version? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, mentally, he might have grown, but when it comes to making mistakes, he played better. You know, I'm just being honest. He's making too many mental mistakes in some of the games. I'm going to be totally honest because he didn't. Don't get me wrong. Yes, players have dropped the ball. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, they have. Yeah, <laughs> but at the end of the day, <laughs> he still shouldn't be throwing as many turnovers. Don't get me wrong. Okay, I feel like this is well. I feel like he's a little too overweight. I feel like he needs to utilize his legs more mm-hmm. because Dallas needs plays extended. They really do, and I feel like that's just how it's going to have to go from here on out when I, it comes to the. How do how do you think he played against the Titans and the Eagles? I feel like against the uh, Eagles, he utilizes his both. legs more. Both against both teams. How do you think he played against both teams? I don't think he fared too well against Titans. Wow. But I do feel like the Eagles game was a, a, a lot can I, better. Can I lot, ask? Can I ask you? Better. Can I ask you why you think he didn't fare well against the Titans? It was just it was he was getting pressured. I saw he wasn't stepping up in the pocket, and sometimes. Huh? Uh, he stayed. Wait, 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 yeah, wait, 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 wait. We're talking about Dak. We're talking about Dak. We're not talking about. We're not talking about the the, the offensive line. Because you can't say he no, was getting pressured that. and blame that on Dak. They they got pressure, but they were still getting pressure from the outsides. There's no way he sh- he should have been huh? stepping up in the pocket from what I saw. Sir, I don't think you. Okay, okay. So, so 
what what made his performance against the Titans not good? That's what I, that's the question I want I want you to answer for me. In my opinion, it was how he was how he was in the pocket. It 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 just wasn't the fact of I feel like he made throws like he needed to. It was just what he did in the pocket. What does that you mean? Know, what what does that run. mean? A, a guy mean who had almost 300 yards, completed 70% of his passes, two touchdowns. I'm not giving it one interception. Let's just be honest. One interception. What is what is bad about that performance? One thing I will say, too, I'll give him this. This is the only last thing I'll give him. It was raining, and it was wet. That's the only thing I'll give him, which is why I can also excuse the end of shot. Uh, you know what would have been a catch, but he bobbled the ball. Right, right, right. right. We ain't even got to talk about that one. I'm just talking about the rest that you know was 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 Dak Prescott there, right? What, what when saying, you say what just, he did in the pocket, I'm trying to feel like what do you mean? Like he was he had terrible pocket awareness because I would I have the film right here, bro. I think we I can, truly believe that. I believe oh, he had wow. bad awareness, and I feel like oh, he should have used his. Boy. Um, I know, but hey, I'm being honest. His awareness in the pocket. Needs to be tightened up, and I feel like he needs to get back to the basics, the fundamentals. He has been fantastic in the pocket, you can avoid the pocket this year. From what I'm seeing, fantastic. I'm just saying. Fantastic. Oh, my goodness. Also, I'll say this, too. Here's what's going to be weird. I'm saying this, a lot of people aren't going to like this call, but I'm calling it as I see it. Another but, thing, but what you're seeing is wrong. You can be loud and wrong, and that's what you are right now. And I'm trying to help. That's why. That's why I'm trying to like. Like when you say what you like, are you watching film or are you just like I'm watching the broadcast? I'm watching the game. I get it about the film, but I'm watching the game. Well, I only I'm watching ask that because live, I ask that because I, because there are different angles that that can show you, man. Like, do you understand pocket pocket presence can be a, a a little slide to the left that avoided a pressure that you might not have saw from what you watched, right? Or a step up that might have like for instance, you say he don't step up. Do you not? I can show you the damn play against T.Y. Hilton. He stepped up to the pocket, slid to the right, rolled out, boom, hit T.Y. Hilton on the move, gets a first down 23-yard gain because Dak Prescott created that. He also got out a couple sacks that wasn't his fault because he stepped up to the pocket or slid or did, did this or did that. So I'm just saying I hate to be this way. You're wrong. I digress. Okay. So the next thing I want to talk about is something I saw. Okay. Um, after not the not the um, I should say after the Beatrice got hurt. I'm not talking about the series after Beatrice got hurt, but the series after that. Yeah. I noticed how the offensive line was playing a lot better. No offense, but I feel like McGovern might be a better center if they decide to play with that idea. As far as McGovern being a center, they it was a lot more spacing. Things were opening up specifically for the running game, even though they didn't get as many yards, but it was opening up. I think they need to play with that a little bit, considering McGovern is thinner. Um, wait, the wait, wait, real quick, though, because there's some there's a weirdo in the chat that says he agrees with you, Dak hasn't been good. You're not saying Dak hasn't been good, right? You're just talking about that game. No, I'm not saying that at all. All no. right, so weirdo in the chat, you're wrong. <laughs> Go ahead. But um, I feel like the situation with Gallup, it's mental. I've seen a few players specifically – I don't know if you remember uh, Julius Jones. Remember when he had his injury? Mentally, it was something that went on that he was fearful of getting injured again. So that's probably what's going on with Gallup. Um, fans said that they we missed Pollard, and I don't feel like we missed Pollard this game. It's just Dallas. It's too much politics, 
and they wanted to get Zeke the ball. I felt like I felt like Davis was playing well, and there was a play. What was it like a pass or something like that, or a run? Davis made a long run, and then they give the ball right back to Zeke. Then they decide on another series that they want to pass the ball first down and give the ball on a running play. I'm like, bro, that's a dude up for success. Yeah, yeah. You know? the, the, the way they utilize the backs. I mean, when it's, when it's TP and Zeke, I think they utilize them fine, but I just don't want them to get away from that. But I got some more callers, man. Appreciate you, appreciate you calling in and, and, and dealing with the heat. If you listen to my show, you know I will push back. So I appreciate right. you sticking with your guns. Give me your opinion. Thanks for the call, man. All right. I mean, let, me, let me just address more of these people in this damn chat, man. I don't, I don't usually fight this anymore. I leave that to Vach and, and other people on Twitter and things like that because look, I don't know how you can watch this guy and you act like he's not one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. It's crazy to me. Eli, are you telling me Dak Prescott was better last year, especially after the, the injury? You can't be serious. You cannot be serious. can't be serious and i'm not i don't want to be the guy i don't want to do this i don't want to have to do this whole oh they said it's only six you know there's six or seven i think it's seven now seven interceptions or not it's i don't want to do that stuff man I, I i shouldn't have to do that you should you guys should be smart enough fans to watch the damn game see what's happening on half of these interceptions and come to a conclusion like ah, right, yeah he's thrown legitimately seven picks whatever that happens. Good quarterbacks throw interceptions. Don't believe me? Go watch. Do we got to pull them, pull them up? Happens. Now, I don't care whose fault it is. They have to stop, right? The other half has to stop, and obviously you want him to cut down on his, but I also understand he ain't perfect. <laughs> is that a perfect quarterback? In the two games where he's thrown multiple interceptions. Literally, one of the games, both of those wasn't his fault, but if you want to put him on him, fine. He still got you up double-digit points in the fourth quarter. You were up 14 in the fourth quarter, but Dak Prescott. He gets hit. Your stupid offensive coordinator, and I hate to call him that, but sometimes he does stupid stuff. Get a sack, what does he do? <laughs> Drops back and throws again. Gets hit. Interception. But Dak Prescott. Goes down and scores the game-winning drive. Should have been. Oh, but your defense gives up a, a field goal. But Dak Prescott. Throws it directly in Noah Brown's hands. He tips it up. Pick six. But Dak Prescott. I shouldn't have to do that. Y'all should be smarter fans than that. But the problem is you live in the vacuum. You don't look around the league. You don't see these fights that are happening around the league. You don't realize Josh Allen is second in the NFL in turnovers. You don't realize Joe Burrow has 12 interceptions. I don't give a damn. I don't care if they play more games. They turn the ball over too. You can't possibly be watching this man play right now. Possibly. And say he was better last year. Or better in 2016. And if that's the case, man, then, hey, we agree to disagree. And I will flat out say you're wrong. Reek, what's up, man? 
Yeah, what up, Sky? Happy New Year. What up, Cowboy Nation? Happy New Year, Happy New Year everybody. Hey, man, we can't bring this foolish stuff from uh, 2020 last year into this new year. Yo, man, get off Dak Prescott's nuts, man. I'm tired of a lot of y'all Yeah, fans. be smarter. We know, we know <laughs> that Dak does do some bonehead plays. Keller Moore calls some bonehead calls. You know what I'm saying? Pause on that, though. But what I'm going to say is, we got a quarterback that's he's nah, he's in leader mode no, no. right now. He in leader mode. Hey, man. King Element, you don't gotta he put him in timeout. Bring that weirdo back in here. He can get some of this too. If you got a problem <laughs> with me saying be smarter, then the shoe fits. <laughs> you you must just dropped into this show. My bad, Reek, for taking over over your call here. Nah, but me saying nah, be a smarter cool, fan, yeah. if that offends you, there's the door. I do this yeah. show so y'all could be smarter fans. Period. I digress. Yeah, yeah, man. And, and my my thing is like this, man. Where was all this smoke when when Dak had to throw a fifty yard pass to T.Y. Hilton on third down? That was a dot. Our our quarterback is dotting dotting people up out there. I know he's throwing some uh, some of the interceptions is his fault, but some of the interceptions are the team's fault too. You people dropping the ball, letting the ball bounce off, right? Them, but really catching the ball with their hands, right? Come but on, we, man. but we shouldn't have to say that, right? Like that—that's obvious no, stuff. And the fact that we got to have that conversation to me tells me that you are looking at things in a vacuum. And when you look at things in a vacuum, when there's so much data out there and film, that—that that to me tells me that you're you're ignoring ignoring all the avenues and resources to be a smarter fan of me. So if you want to, yeah, if you want to be me, in that department, fine. But this ain't the show for you. Hey man, you know what I've been liking ever since Dak came back, and a lot of y'all not grateful that Dak came back off a hand, a, a broken thumb, and he still came back. You know what I'm saying? And he and he's been doing a good job. You know, my my thing is this with Dak. The thing that I'm liking about Dak this year is his leadership. More, I'm seeing it more out of him this year. Is he saying when it's his fault, it's his fault. When it's somebody else's fault, he's not putting them down. He ain't yelling at them. He said, "Come on, we gonna go get, we gonna go back and get that." That's a leader. I'm riding. I'm riding with Dak Prescott. Oh, I have no choice but to ride with my quarterback. I'm not gonna down him. I want to see him do a damn thing because I ain't seen none of y'all fans talking junk when Matthew Stafford threw all them damn interceptions last year and still end up going to win the Super Bowl. Nobody and, talks about that. All they talk about is the damn Super Bowl, bro. Enrique. You ride with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. There's nothing wrong with that, man. Ride with one of the best oh, quarterbacks. And, and you know, and you know, and you know what's so funny about the conversation? People that support the quarterback have no problem saying, hey, that was a boneheaded play. Hey, he's not playing bad right now. Or he's not playing great right now. Hey, he's got to get his act together. Hey, man, this Texans game's not good, Dak. You better go finish this. We have no problem doing that. It's the other side. That has the problem saying, hey, this is one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. Hey, he's been clutched this year. Hey, man, he's been making a ton of great throws. Man, he's one of the best uh, in percentage in the league. He's had the, the most touchdown passes since he's returned. It's their problem. They can't, for whatever reason, move off of this stance because they don't like that man. And it's weird to me, man. More data is here oh, we for all know. I know. A lot I don't want to know why know. they really like him. You know what I mean? But I at the same time, too, <laughs> I need Shady McCoy to keep coming out, keep coming out in the, in the media and call it Dak Prescott. Come, come on in, Tom. If he can do that. The conference has been unlocked. Oh, 
I can see a Super Bowl in our future. But you know what? I'm gonna land my plane here. The defense got to get it together. Dan Quinn got to he got to get it together. The conference has been locked. How are we gonna stop stuff in the playoffs? So that's all I want to say. Yeah. Hey man, we're gonna do our damn thing. I'm riding with number four. All right, y'all. Peace. Salute, brother. That's a conversation. What's today? Monday. Maybe we'll have tomorrow. Is uh, addressing this defense. I do want to get into into the defense side of the ball. Today's conversation is kind of made a turn here. Speaking of, of of the quarterback, I think your quarterback and your receiver are are an elite duo right now. They are an elite duo. I think we can we can go ahead and uh, drop this whole wide receiver one thing. Like that shouldn't even be a conversation anymore. No <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't even be a conversation anymore. Since Dak Prescott has returned, when targeting C.D. Lamb, 109 quarterback rating, catch percentage is a ridiculous 81%. I don't think y'all understand how ridiculous that is. 81%. Five 100-yard games. Six touchdowns, one drop, 90 yards per game. In a predominantly balanced offense that this is I said this after the game on, on and it's three 100 yard games in a row now for CD Lamb after on Thursday Dak and Lamb you got to put them up there I think with whatever duo the hell you want now it used to be Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams was the number one duo and then it was everybody else I, you know you, Jamar Chase and Burrow okay we want to put uh Kirk Cousins Jefferson cool but they in that conversation this is one of the best Quarterback wide receiver duos in the National Football League right now. These dudes, I say it on Twitter during the game, they're in a matrix. They are in a matrix. And I what I don't want to happen is we go away from what works with this duo. Don't go away from it. Continue to, to feature CD Lamb. Because that was always the, the concern during the, the, the offseason was, are they going to feature their playmaker? And they've been doing that. Toxic, I'm going to bring you in right now. Toxic, what's up, man? Happy New Year, brother. Hey, Happy New Year to you, Sky. Man, all this Dak slander just got me all fired up this morning. I'll keep this short and simple. <laughs> One, when you have an unimaginative offensive coordinator that's running on every single first down and netting what every third and long possible, you need Dak to be aggressive. If Dak isn't aggressive, we're not winning a lot of these games. And he has to take those chances with the receiving core that in the preseason we all knew was compromised. And then on top of that, he has to deal with mouth-breathing Tyrone Biggins on the sidelines, who is the smartest guy on the planet. And the one thing I will say when I listen to Mike McCarthy talk, he talks about saying, I'm fine with Dak. I'm I'm not going to tell him how to be a better passer. That's his subtle way of saying, look, this guy gives me the best chance to overcome that dumbass's flaws that he can't seem to correct in his glitches. That's like McCarthy telling you right there. And also at the same time, this happened also with our last quarterback who our fan base now seems to absolutely love. But when he was in the same situation with an, an unimagined offensive coordinator that 
all he did was clap and put Romo in countless bad situations. It was Romo that was carrying this team to 8-8. Eight and eight. And a classic example of, do you remember the many years ago when Romo was playing against the Broncos and he threw for 500 yards and like four yeah. touchdowns, but all they cared about was, oh, he threw an interception that lost the game. Not that his defense gave up 50 points, not that he was playing out of his mind, but because he was doing what got them in the game, being aggressive, and he made one mistake, if you're expecting a quarterback to be perfect every single game, play they, Madden. They are. Because that's not real life. That's not real life. Dak Prescott gives us the best chance to win, and he's in a system that is so vanilla that I think either Jerry loves it because it's easy on his eyes, mm. or Kellen Moore is trying to prove that he's smarter than everyone else. Either way, Dak Prescott gives you the best chance to win. And if you think that he's not a franchise quarterback, I don't know if there's any quarterback that could come in with a front office that refuses to do free agency, that trades away their best wide receiver and protects the golden scheme when clearly you're seeing midseason that it's not so golden. And a guy that when he came back off a broken thumb – took over and is now making this offense, because of his aggressiveness, one of the best in the NFL. I don't know what you want. You can blame Dak all you want. He ain't the issue. Oh, my God. So that's all I have. Have a happy new year, and uh, go Dak Prescott. (laughs) Toxic, appreciate you, man. Just that ending right there. He ain't the issue. Thought that was obvious. I mean, we're we're in year twenty, whatever. But it's all. Come on, man. I gotta be better, dude. I gotta be better. Okay. I'm gonna just leave it at that because I I I what I don't want to do is start offending these soft-minded people. Twan, what's good, man? <laughs> hey, Scott. What's up, man? But I'm like, hey, bro, I'm about to give my best WWE promo, bro, because y'all got me messed up. You're not going to start my new year with this. I'm going to say this right now to y'all Eagles fans. Hey. Uh. We are still 316, so we just whooped your ass and you lost last week again. How about that? How about that? How about that? Yeah, I'm talking now. Oh, my, my, I am talking shit. Oh, I told y'all. I told y'all. I told y'all. I told you what happened, but hey, I digress. We'll see y'all in the playoffs, though. As for Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott, but this debate is over. We have the best quarterback in the in the division. Simple. And let's not forget, we whooped on Jalen Hurts last year. Y'all want to forget that when we went when Jalen Hurts actually played against us, what happened? Blow it out. Couldn't couldn't compete off the field. Simple. 51-42. What was it? Whatever the score was last year, we beat y'all. So that ends it right there. Until Jalen Hurts shows to me that he can actually beat this version of Dak Prescott, which I think he's playing the best football in his career right now, in my opinion. I'll live with the mistakes. Because that's what the best quarterbacks do. They gamble. You need a gambler, gambler in this league to, if you want to go somewhere. Joe Montana, gambler. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Tom Brady, a gambler at, at points. Who else? Patrick Mahomes, a gambler. So I don't want to hear that. What we, we, we don't have, we don't, the QB's not like it's the problem. He's not the problem. When he's constantly, and in spite of an organization that doesn't want to go out the grid, just like the last caller said, in spite of a play caller that is so vanilla and also pissing me off with the dumb calls and trick play, and in spite of, sometimes I'll catch up sometimes, too. He gives us the best chance to win. So I'm with the other calls, and I don't get why people really have this hate and animosity for a guy that not confirm only their so much. I want to confirm their prize. You know, people, people that can take data, 
new data and, and use that to improve their opinion are the people that I like to have conversations with. People that are stuck and know you're not soft because you're soft because you can't take that praise, Eli. That's the problem. We could take criticism. Again, we constantly say, hey, man, this is wrong. This was bad. This is a bad decision, whatever. We've done breakdowns on bad throws or whatever. But y'all can't take the praise. That's weird to me. <laughs> That's weird. Go on. It is. And one of the things that blows my mind is that, like, bro, like, Cowboys, are y'all not, y'all realize that it is so hard to draft a franchise quarterback in this league? They don't understand. Like, don't let's, even... really, like, let's really be for real. Like, out of all the quarterbacks that really yeah. come into this league, how many do you think really get to that second contract? Not to mention from the fourth round. I see why he wears number four now. Motivation. But I, I digress. Power um, and four. He actually has a whole thing about that. But, yeah, uh, in closing. In closing, though, as far as the Tennessee Titans game, he did what he had to do to get the W. Simple. Were there bad throws in that game? Yes, but there were amazing throws in that game, like the dot to, uh, Dalton Schultz in the end zone. We're not going to talk oh, about that, though. They No. He had one bad play, like literally one bad throw in that entire game. And it was a terrible decision. Like, they're, 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 I'm not afraid to say that. That was a bad decision. He'll tell you that was a bad decision. But your quarterback was dotting them dudes up. Your quarterback was dotting the number one pass even up the week before. Your quarterback, since he's returned, has been the best offense in the league with not the best weapons, in my opinion, or offensive coordinator. But I digress. Exactly, exactly. So all I'm trying to say is just, look, bro, I'm living and dying with folks. I came, in, I came into really watching this dude. I watched this dude develop with my own eyes. I said this from day one. I'm living and dying with this man because there's something about this that, that a lot of quarterbacks don't have, and that's his resiliency, bro. I swear to God, and I'm leaving, and I'm just leaving it at that. Yeah. Have a good day, Scott. P- appreciate you, man. Man, these cornball-ass fans, man. Y'all weird. Seriously. I don't mind having conversations about this team and this quarterback it may even toxic even disagree when context is provided when y'all come in here and y'all want to ignore one side of the equation i can't have a conversation with y'all y'all soft man putting soft because y'all want to confirm your priors this ain't the show for you man Go, go. What's the one dude? I don't know his name, but he he, he can't stand Dak Prescott. That's all he talk about after every game. Go, go have a conversation with them. This here, this here is is, is for the 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 more intelligent of our fan base per se, right? The fun also fan base as well. If we hurt your feelings because we provide context with the quarterback and give them praise, this ain't for you, man. This one ain't it, brother. Nine oh three. What's up? Hey, guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> is, is this Jess or is this Queen? This is 2023. We are on our way to where we want to be. We want to hold up that Lombardi just as proud just. as we can be. <laughs> That's just. And all we got to do is keep on going and getting these victories. Mm. Sky, we cannot allow these people to come in and kill our vibe this morning, True. this 2023. Right. Right. Blessings to my people. And what? Let me tell you this. And say, victory. We will fight. We will win. 
we will surpass every trial that we're in. Mm. As long as we keep fighting, as long as we keep winning, we can get to the Super Bowl, and we can get this inning, in this beginning. Let's go, my people. Let's continue to encourage the boys. You know what, Scott? All the boys got to get out there and do is to get that game plan in. We don't need to rest. They done had they rest, guy. They don't need to rest all-star players. They done had they rest. We get this win, and if we if we surpass to become the number one seed, if those uh, people do beat the Eagles, then we could. I mean, but it doesn't matter about being number one seed. If we number one seed, if we five seed, two seed, or whatever, long as we get these victories and long as we surpass what they said that we can't surpass, because they didn't expect us to be in it still. Mm. They were saying that they was not going to be in it at all. Mm. We are 12 and 4 people, not 4 and 12. We're not sitting on the couch right now. We're not in the playoffs right now. We're trying to get to the playoffs. We're not there yet. So stop saying we can't have all of this. Look, you rather have the mistakes that happen here than to happen there. So quit saying it's going to happen. you got to speak victory. In everything, don't look for failure. Look for winning and success. They don't want to see him succeed, Scott. That's why they because they want to confirm their prize. They want to confirm their prize. But they can't confirm it because why? I've seen it before, Scott. I thought it was going to happen when I seen it. It's coming to pass right before our eyes. Just receive it, my people. Just meditate in it. We're not there anymore. We're here. And it's time to move forward. It's time to see it for what it is. Winning team, an elite team that they said could not be. They're here. We lost that in in the first beginning of the season. He did not go out like he did last, the year before that. He's here. He's trying to get his team there. And we're here, and we keep fighting, and we keep the formula. We surpass all of the kinks right now. Kill them. No more. Let's go in this thing, and let's get that trophy. Let's hold up that Lombardi and get this ring. What their mind is at. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm going to go back in the chat. Just ignore the clowns. I block them for me because I'm not (laughs) going to deal with your negativity. I'm PVO, my people, PVO. How about them Cowboys? Let's go. She most definitely is PVO. She started that like two years ago. Appreciate Miss Jess for calling in, man. You're right. There's somebody in there. I think it was Iceberg. They're waiting for the I told you so moment. Which is crazy. So many so many things that more things i could say about those type of people in this fan base but that's that's the difference between me and, and probably a lot of these other creators i address that nonsense head on with the same energy i don't like that i have to do that but i feel like it's the only way to get through to y'all i try to get through to y'all with context and film and statistics and things of that nature but those type of fans ignore that well before all this 
<laughs> I was matching that type of energy from the rep. So, hello, I'm here. 470, send us out. Hello. Yes, sir. You are live. Oh, that's what's up. What, what's up, Cowboy Nation and Sky? This is like my second time being on the show, but right. man, like I've been listening to the show and y'all been talking about Dak. Yeah, Dak been doing his thing lately, man. But I'm trying to actually see like take it in a different direction, like as far as okay. like, our defense. Like, you feel like Michael Parsons is being like optimized in the right position as far as being like on the defensive line or being a linebacker, and then like as far as that, like you feel like we need like switch him back to linebacker or you feel like Dan Quinn is like playing the right scheme as far as like defense because I feel like the coverage is solid but I'd be feeling like as far as like defensive line pieces there'd be some certain pieces missing coverage coverage is has been an issue uh tomorrow we're probably gonna go in more on defense but but great great end end call because we can kind of tease that a bit I am with you in that I do think they should utilize him more at backer personally I don't know if that you know you can argue if that's the right move, but I also do know he would like to play some some linebacker too. You know, he, he feels as though he can be better equipped as an all around player if he played more backer as well. Uh, at first, it was because of the run game, like the run game was a problem. Now, I just think using him as a piece to move around the entire you know front seven is is better than 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 just putting him at one spot. So. True, 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 true. My thing is just like, like Jonathan Hankins. I feel like he's a glaring, like missing piece, and everybody be thinking LBE be so good. I just don't see what everybody be talking about when they talking about LBE because he be missing his hold up his run gas, and then he be running into clutter. And I just be like, if we could just keep Demond Clark and then put somebody else over there at linebacker, I think we would be great. What's your name? Like I'm more defensive oriented. Like our offense has been rocking. They've been doing their thing outside of that. Oh, I can't let you just go by that. I just can't let you just walk that by. What's your name, bro? Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Do your thing. Oh, what's your name? I mean, you talking about as far as defense? What is your name? (laughs) Oh, my name's Stefan. Stefan. All right, Stefan. Yeah. I can't come on here and talk about. Having more data, you know, and, and, and not altering my opinion. Or as my guy would say, Vach, have an opinion. Don't let the opinion have you. And be a hypocrite mm-hmm. about LVE. Many in this chat will tell you. I have for a long time been asking LVE to either play better in regards to the run. I thought he was doing well in the past anyway. Uh, play better or let's see what these other guys got. So I can't ask for that. And then when he does it, not praise him for playing well. I I am disagreeing with you on LVE not being is I think LVE over the last month has has played a lot better. Um and I think you saw you missed him in that Jacksonville Jaguars game. I think you missed him a little bit in the Tennessee Titan game on some of those plays where in the past game, by the way, where um he may have gotten you into the right spots. I do think Given what they're doing at linebacker, not putting Michael Parsons back there, relying on Anthony Barr and Damone Clark, I do think LVE would be an asset moving forward, in my opinion. Okay. I could dig that. What do you think about drafting Jalen Hyatt as, like, our next wide receiver? And that's, that's my end question right there because I think that would be an explosive offense for next year. Well, I'm going to have to – you're going to have to come back in February. 
Okay. I, yeah, yeah, we no, no draft. Yeah, draft talk. We go hard with draft. Don't get me wrong. We go hard with draft. But right yeah, now, no, I'm did, focused on it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I appreciate the call, boss. Appreciate you. Hey, Oscar, <laughs> I wasn't going to do that to him. I just like to address the callers by their name when I'm, when I'm about to say something. So I appreciate that, Stefan. He says, Sky, what's your name? Call it. My name is. It doesn't matter what your name <laughs> No, nah, I would have did that to some of them other people with it. But nah, no, no, no. And let me tell you how I know I can have a conversation like that with other people. I forget the caller a few callers ago. He called in. Completely disagreed with him on that. Appreciated his his opinion on that. Had a quality conversation about it. There was passion within it. There was context within it. I just, hey, we ended up disagreeing. It's that simple, man. Oh, we're going to talk about Nation tomorrow, Lord. But we, 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 this is perfect timing. 955, good conversation. It ended up being mostly about the, the offense. So tomorrow, uh, we do got to switch it over to the defense because the question I posed a couple weeks ago is offense team, defense team. I think this was right before the Jacksonville Jaguars game. We were, it was a question. We were like, I don't, I don't know. I ended up going with defense, but now I, I think it's on the other side. I truly do. I think it's on the other side. Uh, let's get to the super chats. Sometimes, you know, I tell myself, you ain't gonna please everybody doing this thing. Super chats. Today is the second. All right, cool. Not many we missed here. Good, 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 good. Super chat. Uh, text 2005 set the tone take out Brady uh, appreciate you for super chat that was a question earlier do you want on the road Tom Brady at home Aaron Rodgers one way or another you probably want to play one of those dudes that is the set the tone against Brady I was talking to Jesse about this part of me don't want to see him I'm not going to be one of those I ain't going to fake the funk y'all know how I am I don't want to see Tom Brady in the playoffs but the other part of me says, look, if you beat Tom Brady, that's that that scene I talked about uh, with, with uh, Steve Young. Take the monkey off my back. I get it. It's not the Super Bowl or anything like that. But you didn't beat Tom Brady yet. You beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. I think that could carry some momentum. So that part of me kind of say, well, I kind of do want to see him because that could set the stage, set the tone or whatever for, for some greater things. Think about it. You beat Tom Brady. You going to tell me I'm scared of Jalen Hurts? I'm scared of Kirk Cousins? Geno Smith, if he gets in. Jared Goff. I don't know who else is. Brock Purdy. Now, obviously, they got a good defense. No. So, yeah. If Cowboys beat Tom Brady, man. Yeah. <laughs> We're going into divisional round with our chest poked out. Kidding me? Uh, A.A. Ron. Super chat. Appreciate you for the $5 donation. He says, my favorite play versus the Titans was when they went all spacing routes and Dak didn't throw to Schultz. He loaded and hit Malik. That's growth from Dak. Are you talking about on the dump off? He's done that now twice. And I do think there is, I've talked about, I've talked about this before about this kind of tweak against the shell or whatever, but I think there was pressure. If you're talking about that one, AA Ron, and he dumped it, I mean, he kind of darted that thing to Malik uh, with pressure in his face. He did that last week with, um, to Tony Pollard with pressure in his face. If you're talking about that play, I don't know. And then D-Shift dropped two in the Super Chat. Super said, Chat. 
what mistake from Dak has truly been traumatic? I had the, the privilege to go on Blaine Bishop's show last week on the radio and talk about the Cowboys. And he asked me about the turnovers. And I said, you know, if if these two things were happening, I'd likely be more concerned. I'm concerned that the Cowboys are turning the ball over because it's not just Dak. We see it in the stat sheet as a Dak, but we know Cowboys are dropping balls and things like that. And Dak is throwing interceptions and making bad decisions on about half of those. But I said, well, Blaine, if he was just outright throwing terrible passes and being a bad quarterback and or was throwing these interceptions in crunch time, right, at the end of games and whatnot, and I'm not counting that one to Noah Brown, not doing it. Noah Brown dropped the ball. I would be more concerned because they are traumatic, D-Shift. But I, I go back. And I'm, I'm not saying you want to keep this up. Nobody wants to continue to have these turnovers, right? No. But one, you're 8-2. and two. In the two games that he threw interceptions, 14-point lead in the fourth quarter, double-digit lead in the Jags game, and the one that lost the game, your receiver just flat-out dropped the ball. You're in field goal range. You catch that first down, you probably win the game. Oh, and two possessions before that, he drove down to get the lead, game-winning drive. Just need to stop. And then obviously not throw the ball on third and 10 deep. I don't know why they decided that was a play. But I digress. Damn sure ain't Jay Lombardi. Damn sure ain't. Context matters. Just not to them. And that's a fight that I got to fight within myself. I got to understand. That is my motto on this channel for those that have been here from day one. I preach context matters because it, it does. And it brings a healthy conversation. But it doesn't matter to everybody. And I'm not going to fight that no more with them. Because they'll come back out. I said this earlier. Uh, if he fails in the playoffs, he throws a pick, they'll be right back here pounding their chest, trying to confirm their priors. They're waiting for their moment. And some of these fans, they're fans of the Cowboys. The moment they should be waiting for is the exact opposite. But that gets the juices flowing for them. And I digress. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow. Um, talking about more of this defense. Maybe we'll take a look at some film too. Later on, I'll be back with the, on the Vice Lombardi live show. I know he got something ready. I know he got something ready. That'll be a fun show. And then Mo will be back. For A to Z Sports Prime Time. So do me a favor if you enjoy what we do on this channel. Hit that like button. Y'all were great today. Calls were great. Appreciate the donations. Here's the thing about me. Win, lose, or draw. I'm here for it all. <laughs> you can find me. It's some of these people you can't find. But when it happens. If it happens, I should say. When I say win, I mean pick, bad play, bad game, whatever. They be here. You can find them. But you can find me here every day, Monday through Friday, 8.30-ish. Saving y'all. Before I get out of here. On a bit of a streak. Dubai Sky made up for that loss. On a bit of a streak again with Dubai Sky. If you are one of the 39 million men that suffer from ED. 
Boston Scientific has created a cure. Shouldn't say cure, but they've created edcure.org to help you find your best cure. To get started, go to edcure.org, take the quiz, learn the severity of your or risk of ED. If you have the condition that puts you at a higher risk, you'll find customized content. I would not call him that toxic. <laughs> the fastest way to find your best cure is to contact ED specialists by browsing a list of experienced physicians in your area. Visit edcure.org brought to you by Boston Scientific. And I purposely want to play this. Because what he says at the end is very, very, very true. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and Here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. I'm here to rescue you. That's true. That's true. I am here to rescue you. With that said, y'all, I don't want to go out to this. I got to go out to the button. Hey, if you're new, I think I saw some new faces in here. Thank you for coming. Please come back. Subscribe. We're here every morning and every game day. Breaking down everything about the Cowboys, not just the low-hanging fruit. No, 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 no. All right? Love y'all. We out of here. Peace.